Okay. You're uh, shorter, lower than usual. That's uh, okay. okay. I don't know if we're going to get to the copy in front of you, but we will uh, start with case number three. Last week we were discussing some real life names that have been completely changed to protect the innocent. Uh, real life cases from one Ayala therapist who were uh, dealing with issues that dovetail with Kibbutz issues, as most issues do. Kibbutz in-laws. So we're going to just go through briefly case number three, part of it. There are many, many more, and again, as I mentioned, just a three, <coughs> sampling of three. I'm sure, before we're finished, we're going to touch upon some more. This man is married with children. He has done incredible work and overcame a lot of challenges. His mother was diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder. Well, let me pause for a moment and just comment on that without ruffling anybody's feathers or maybe ruffling everybody's feathers. Um, there are many people, maybe most, who work on their midas and you spend your whole life learning Musr and trying to grow and working on kas and... Um, Issues of Nakama, issues of Gaiva, self-entitlement, uh, impatience, all the other midas that lead to machlekes and many things like that. Some people struggle in certain areas more than others. They have a title, a label. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just commenting that it's not a medical, precise medical category that you can pinpoint. You can't measure this with a blood pressure machine. Your blood pressure will go up when dealing with people like this, but you can't measure it with a machine. And it's a very inexact science. I'm not tightening on anybody. They try their best. But I can't tell you how many people, and I'm sure any film therapist comes goes as well, and people have mentioned to me that so-and-so who's having an issue with parents, in-laws, spouses, uh, siblings, whatever the case may be, uh, for sure they have borderline personality issue and then once in a while they call me with the good news they went to a therapist and the therapist said they have borderline personality issues it's called officially borderline personality disorder <sighs> again is there such a thing? yes I'm not, you can give labels a lot of things but most people we know have some personality disorders it's called um, people who aren't Rabbi Salsalanta yet and Rabbi Salsalanta spent his whole life working on being Rabbi Salsalanta, and it's given over to us many svarim, uh, many svarim that he focused on from the Mishayim, Rabbanian, and others that help with this. I'm not trying to be sarcastic, and I'm not saying the title doesn't exist. All I'm saying is it's very hard to put that in a box. And the reason I'm saying that, as you all know by now, in the context of Kippur Aim is there's no automatic tour if somebody's Meshire that they are difficult to get along with and therefore must be borderline personality disorder, that that's a general tour. And conversely, if nobody labeled them with borderline personality disorder, it doesn't mean they're chayef. <laughs> each one's a shayla, and I will take the data if it's from a therapist who's eilich, and, and uh, even if I'm from it has their head on straight and they're, they're looking at it with a, um, an objective hashkafa uh, sachayim, so then I'll take the data to take it into consideration, but the title itself, as uh, do many of the Russian tables, doesn't necessarily define a, uh, a specific psaac right away. Uh, 
Is that enough of a disclaimer for uh, the middle of this case? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I'm not timing on the person who wrote this, a person who, uh, who actually knows what he's doing, and that's Shiloh, so I'm not criticizing he's using borderline personality disorder. I'm just saying that the, the uh, title has to be put in the proper uh, perspective. So his mother was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, so whatever that means, it means that she's not easy to deal with, and his father has terrible anger issues. Chazal speak a lot about anger issues, and there are many people with anger issues to varying degrees and varying points of their life, and uh, these are terrible things, and this makes it very difficult, and as we mentioned last week and as mentioned throughout, there could come a point that certain mitzvahs become so difficult on the Patri. That's true, Leilainu, if a person doesn't have an arm or has something over on, they can't put on tefillin. That's true if a person has a parent that every time they're dealing with them, it becomes the law of diminishing returns and they're trying to do mitzvahs and they have more various in their hand. All these things could be true. If they're true, it can't be decided on a subjective basis. You really have to ask uh, an objective third party who knows the din and can balance what you're saying and try to take everything into consideration. And number two, I can't overemphasize, it has to be reassessed often because what might have been true in a certain situation a year ago, even a month ago, when they were going through a difficult kufa that made the personality that already was a little bit difficult to deal with exasperating, doesn't mean that it can't get better. Also doesn't mean it can't get worse. So reassessment is, is crucial over here. And the good news is sometimes people, when they get older, mellow. Some people, if they had a very high-pressure job and they retire, they're a little calmer. There are many things that go into this. Even if there is a tour, and I've given, despite everything we discussed, or because of everything we discussed, I, I've had many situations, and sometimes I tell them, you're putter right now, or you should not engage as much, or completely disengage. There are cases like that. But you've got to be very careful. We're dealing with, I don't want to say serious derises, every derise is serious, but we're dealing with what you've heard over the last six months is this is a sugi that hangs boomer show it's not in the SS dibbits for nothing. And you can't just pot to yourself just like that. And even if you do, it has to be reassessed. So, with that background, we're going to continue in the description over here. So the father has terrible anger issues, mother, mother daughter, mother and is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. And complicates matter over here is that he's married. You know what that means. That means if he's married, he has a wife. <coughs> and if he has a wife, that means that she now has a mother-in-law and a father-in-law. He's struggling with the keep it of aim, and uh, she's not even part of the family. And the mother-in-law-daughter-in-law relationship uh, often is not smooth to begin with or not as easy. So, the son reports that his mother will send him intrusive and inappropriate text messages. Such as... Now, if this is the worst one, then there's what to work with over here. I have a feeling it's not, but a particular therapist was choosing his examples carefully. Such as, is your wife expecting? It's an interesting one. Uh, I'll be very careful here. I think that there's a general claw in writing and in parenting and in keep it up aim, and that is the famous claw. You have seen this probably in uh, not too many Gemaras, but it's a klal. When in doubt, leave it out. Ever hear that klal? So if you think that a daughter-in-law might be even slightly uncomfortable with her mother-in-law asking, 
Now you say, what? It's a perfectly innocuous question. What could be wrong with that? She's uh, concerned about her welfare. She wants to have nacha. She wants to share in her simcha. It could be taken by the daughter-in-law as like a criticism. Why aren't you pregnant yet? Or something like that. And maybe sometimes it's meant like that. So it could be an explosive question. I can also understand that it's somewhat private. Maybe when she's supposed to know, she'll be told, which is why I informed the parents and the in-laws that you really shouldn't ask such a question. With that said, for intrusive, inappropriate text messages, uh, that's certainly not the worst of them. I've ha- I have what to compare to. I have thousands of examples. Uh, but it's uh, still not, not good because obviously in this particular situation, if the husband's reporting this, obviously his wife was pretty out of sorts getting such a question. From in-laws, certainly, and maybe even from parents, it wouldn't be a great idea. What if she's really uh, so curious she can't contain herself? It might be um, could die to put a disclaimer like, uh, would you mind me asking? Or after you ask the first time, did you mind me asking? Or something like that. There has to be some way to figure out the sensitivity level, but apparently... With borderline personality disorder, it's not always easy to read other people. And that's part of the problem over here. So again, I, I agree that uh, you shouldn't be asking, but I'm trying to put a, somewhat of a positive spin. Obviously, they didn't take it that way. I can't blame them. She will still call him embarrassing nicknames from when he was young. Okay, that could be abusive. The Gemara says, Hashem uh, over there says it means uh, nicknames that accuse him of a lack of yichus, mamzeris, um, things like that. But still, it's certainly not a good idea to use nicknames that uh, aren't appropriate when they're older and certainly don't apply anymore. And he doesn't like it, which he can't stand, and she knows that. That's what... Um, when his mother is at his house, she will open up his laptop and look through his files. Now, a word on Chayyad ben um, people, yeah, uh, what does that have to do with two wives? Uh, nothing. If you, if you know the story and you grew up with Marcus Lehman, it might have something to do with the two wives, but that's a different schmooze. If anybody remembers that uh, backdrop of the plot. But the Pashas is, I'll make a chiligan, I mean, the Pashas is, not only was the Chayim on reading somebody else's mail, when it's sealed, it would also go on email the chilek would be, and the chilek's not bad, but I still don't advise it. The chilek is, emails, everybody should know, whether they know or not, everybody should know that emails are not a sealed letter, and it's not tape shot. Sometimes these people put in letters, and, you know, hand of integration, Russia Tavis. Even without that, you can't open it. Emails come in the computer, and sender beware, because every email that can be forwarded usually ends up getting forwarded or seen, and the screen's open, and then somebody says, sorry, I just happen to be walking by, and your screensaver is not quick enough for my eyes. I've heard this in people. Not my fault. <laughs> so, uh, it's not so partial. I wouldn't want to fool around with a chayim benegation. Often people are more afraid of a harem than the dindarese. There's a different uh, schmooze as well, but I, why would you want to start up with something like this? So, I don't think it's good to read somebody else's email, even though one can make a chilik and say it's actually not included in the medication. It's certainly good to on some level, and people, even though they should know by now that uh, it could be sent, people don't count on that. And emails um, get around. I know some people have reached the office, the high office of Secretary of State, 
and they didn't really know this rule or claim that they didn't know this rule. Smart people. So apparently it's uh, maybe known and forgotten or people don't want to know, but they get very angry when you send their emails. So one should not forward somebody's email that wishes, and one shouldn't be showing it to other people that wishes either. And whether it's officially chayin damagesh or not, I think it's a moot point. It's certainly very annoying, and that's why this guy's complaining. Continues. I'm trying to give you a full flavor of the picture over here. Over the years, he worked on setting up good boundaries for his mother so that now he has a working relationship with her, which is what you have to do for keeping a vein. It might not be perfect, and maybe it's not ever going to be perfect, but you have to try. She's your mother. He's your father. In-laws, they want a part of your life. You have to mechaba them. You want to give them nachas. And you also have to survive the experience. And it's all going to boil down to how much you can handle, how much you can bend, and where you feel you're not functioning. The job here, as I mentioned before, is to reassess constantly. You, as the child, should be trying to raise the bar of your threshold of what you can handle and ignore in order to be able to interact with them more and not get bent out of shape. That's a key. That's a hinder here in the midst of the Risa. And the, and the benefits are huge. As we say every morning in the Mishnah. With that said, if you can't handle it now by Shehusham and you're doing worse by getting angry and annoyed and screaming, yelling and insulting, then you're better off disengaging. But that has to be measured and remeasured and really honestly assessed. So the good news is he's working on it and he's doing pretty well. So work relationship with her, albeit a superficial one. When she would ask or say intrusive or inappropriate things or use his old nicknames, he learned how to respond in a clear, firm way without anger, which is great. This is a, it's a positive sign of where he's trying to go. Question is, does he have an obligation to do more? And we already answered that. answer is, it sounds like he's doing well, and he's in therapy, so he's working on these issues. Apparently he's been affected, and he's firm, and he's trying to do the right thing. And Baruch Hashem, he is a from Benteria, as a therapist, is trying to not only help him on an emotional level, but help him do his mitzvahs, his primary mitzvahs, to keep it up aim and keep it the in-laws. As we have probably mentioned and alluded to, if at the end of the day, the husband can't fully convince the wife to work on it as hard, after all, she's more sensitive, it's her in-laws, it's not a direct chiv, it's a shibut to him to try to make it work, and there's a secondary chiv on in-laws, and try to remind her in a nice way to help out, then often she'll be trying her hardest. If at the end of the day it's causing severe friction, she'll and bias, and he has to choose between his wife and his parents, uh, he's got to stay married. That sounds extreme. but um, and, and we're very big on keeping our aim in this year, don't get me wrong. But Shalom Bias also plays a big role, and you really got to ask a shayla when it comes to these things. It's not always all or nothing, and it's a balancing act, and today's shayla could change, the answer could change in tomorrow's scenario, even in the same family. Dynamics should be changing. They should be trying to raise the bar. So does he have an obligation to do more? The answer sounds like he's doing pretty well. My advice would be to constantly work on his midas to learn to ignore, ignore, and not be a sensitive, even though he's human. I'm not criticizing his sensitivity. It's natural. But try to keep in mind the goal over here, that you're here to be mated. And that's true in any relationship. That's true with spouses. That's true with children. It's really all about perfecting the anivus of ignoring the insults that are coming back as you're trying to do a tefer for somebody. Famous Maisa with the Sun Sefer. 
Al-San Sefer was running Kleistrol, had a big city, big hill, and there was one guy who was ready to him, not just one, but one particular fellow, and he commented to the Talmud once, and he did it, the Dafka, the Talmud apparently knew about it, was trying to deal with it, so it wasn't, Roshanoi wasn't Magal or anything, and he said, I've been thinking about it, and I can't remember, the San Sefer had a good memory, I can't remember what taiva I did to, for this fellow that he should be raised with me like this. I'm thinking, I think, I can't remember. So that's a very telling statement, and sometimes loyal, you know, it happens in life like that. What the psychology is behind it, that people feel indebted, they don't like the shibud, uh, they feel it wasn't done perfectly, or what have you done for me lately syndrome, which we speak about a lot, give it a name. And therefore, yes, you could actually help somebody 50 times. The one time they think you didn't, they forgot everything else, which is a sickness. But a lot of people have it. And it can destroy relationships for no good reason. Like, what? Even if it wasn't done right, what happened to the other 50 times? Yeah, that was last week. So that could affect Kibbutz of Aim and any other relationship. So his obligation is to try to continue to work on his anivus and his control, which he sounds like he's doing a wonderful job, to constantly raise the bar and to reassess where the parents are holding. Maybe you can engage more when they mellow, if they mellow. Sometimes it gets worse with older age, sometimes better. So it depends on uh, what goes on. But those are the parameters. I think we got ourselves enough trouble for that. We'll come back to some cases some other time. Let's go to your sheet. And I want to show you an interesting marmakam. We touched upon this the last minute of a shear of about three months ago. And I uh, made a mental note to get back to it. We were in the, um, in the sibling uh, sugya, I guess two months ago. Now, a lot of people were getting uh, bent out of shape with that also. That yes, if you recall, there are shittas that hold that it's not just the oldest brother, it's all the... Older brothers, and their sheetas the oldest, the older sisters also. And putting all the sheetas together, you might have a youngest son of uh, 14, last name of 13 siblings. So everything here is a machlekes, but Shailov, uh, possibly a dereisim, many hold this dereisim. It's kadai to be machmer, machabit people older than you anyway, so you lose nothing. And uh, to clarify, as we mentioned as well, this is real key, but like, I wouldn't advise it, but they can actually ask you, can you get me a cup of orange juice? I think most siblings, even if they're very from, would say, uh, the refrigerator is over there, you have two legs. Uh, if the door is a little bit too much suction, I can help you. Like, <laughs> so it's surprising, but when we gave the shear a couple months ago, people like, asked me afterwards, like, What's the parameter? I said, we just spent a week on it. They said, you mentioned something about kibbutz, like serving drinks. And like that. I said, yeah, that's what they bring down. It's hard for people to imagine. I, if it's not going to be met with success, uh, I wouldn't say it's direct with me either, but I, as a, the older sibling, I wouldn't ask. So I'd be, I think we'd be doing well if we just respect the older sibling and listen to them when per some of the Rishayim, the parents leave the house and they're in charge and they want to make sure there's law and order and just doing the right thing, which even then is challenging. The, the, uh, the sibling issue might be more challenging than the parental issue. I don't know if you ever had the uh, opportunity to go to Chasna, so you've all had the pleasure, and uh, did you ever get a report? And these, these, are with, uh, these are with good kids. I, I come home, well, you know, all the stories I tell, tell about my kids always, I'm hundred and I'm hundred. You come home like an hour late, and you start to get home at 11, and it's now 12, 15. And you walk in, and the little one's up. He said, why are you up? And they said, I don't know, I thought you were coming home any time now. 
And then you ask the older sibling in charge, why is he up? And they give you this look like, yeah, I told him to go to sleep, and that did wonders. <laughs> you can... Okay, so it depends on... Uh, you said nobody started off with the older sister, if I remember. The oldest one. So she ran a tight ship. Uh, but uh, sometimes if it's only a small age difference, that could be challenging, but it's a real chiv. That's, that's Mamish the example. We shine him a given being Darish time of the crow almost. That that's, uh, that's where the halach exists. It's a function to keep it of end. You're supposed to listen to them, and that's a hard sell, but it's still a chiv. So it's important to let your children know before you lead to the next chasna that uh, you really have to listen. It's not just... Uh, something that we appreciate. What really got stuck, and this was the last minute of that shear, is I mentioned that they don't give an age difference in terms of a minimum threshold. And what I was referring to was twins. And people, are there any twins in the room? I think I mentioned my mother's a twin. And she's older than my aunt, at least 14 minutes. I can't remember the exact... Uh... Now, I don't see her taking much advantage, but... 14 minutes? I have to be chabit somebody 14 minutes old and say, so I throw the question back, like, so what's this year? So if you leave it to them, they'll say, I don't know, 15 years? 17 years? Nasata devarach al-shiyurim. There is no shear, and it's pretty clear that the older sibling is the older sibling. If you remember, we bought from the Ramban, the Rile Dover is Asaph and Yaakov, and there's probably a 14-minute difference there as well. And, okay, so Shaila who the Bukhar was, but that's, that was because they had a complicated situation there. Yes? Well, there's an easy demarcation. So yeah, right, they're twins, and they, they they don't necessarily have towards each other, but but they do. If there's a different. No, but I'm saying that we say as far as what the shear is, whether it's 14 minutes, or whatever. If a person can argue that and say that the shear is that if it's it's got to be a, a, a different pregnancy also. Why? To be, Doesn't say that to be, though. I'm saying I'm gonna I'm gonna document this now. The same age. They, they, they were they, they they were together and. I'm sure that a wonderful chavusa shaf. If uh, there were two boys... So they're basically uh, they're essentially the same age. Because they were... Are you a twin? No. Uh, uh, nobody, I mean, it could be a chilek, but nobody makes that chilek, so I guess it's not a machalik. Uh, the one who's born first is the Bachar al-Pidin, and they're older, and uh, they become Chayv Mitzvahs first, 14 minutes earlier, <coughs> and we're going to get into this now. But this is the part, when I mentioned this this year, this was Pashat, which is surprising to people. Where we got stuck, I threw out the question, and we didn't go back to it because I told you I was going to bring you the Marmachemis. And I saved it for now because it's almost there. And if you recall, the question was, famous case, what happens if you have twins? They're going to be more than 14 minutes apart over here. They're going to be at least 42 minutes apart. That's if they're Litvox. And if they're Heimish, they're going to be 73 minutes apart. Uh, one is born Chavtes Adarishan, and the other one is born Aleph Adarshani. Uh, Lamed, yeah, Lamed, that's correct. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's like, does it come out a... Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Okay, so Lamed, no. It's like, it comes out, it's two days, it's two days, Rosh Chedish, and... Because he has a... Uh, okay, it's funny, he has a case with... Chavtes wasn't my example. He has a case. That's a good, a good question. We'll have to see. I'll show you in the truth. He has a case. Uh, it's a case of Chavtes. So, last day of Rosh Chaydish. Make it simple for now. And the first one's born on the first day. So, and they're born 73 minutes apart or 40 minutes apart. However long your Benish Moshes is. So we'll, we'll make it more complicated with the Benish Moshes. And uh, then all of a sudden, the Bar Mitzvah comes and it's a Shana Pshuta. 
So here, uh, Michael, you like this because it's not 14, not 14 minutes, not 43, and it's not 73. And there's now a 29-day gap. And the person who's born on Aleph gets bar mitzvah on Aleph Adr. And the other one gets bar mitzvah on Haftas, Lamed, the end of the month. The whole month. That's a huge gap. Like you can't even make a, the same bar mitzvah. But the you're not going to, I mean, you could push off and lean whatever you want. But. So, the question I raised is, who is the older one? So, who was born first? Not the kid who's getting by mitzvah first. Who's high mitzvah first? The kid who's getting by mitzvah first. So, believe it or not, this is a machoik esachernim. This case. This is a, it's a real case, and there's no doubt about who's by mitzvah first, and there's no doubt in physical mitzvah who's born first. Is how do you deal with this? And the big nafkamina, one of the nafkaminas is kibud alvaim in terms of this branch of kibud alvaim of kibud achiv hagadol. It could actually be going back and forth depending on the year. So that's part of the problem. Is that uh, the first mamakim we're going to see tomorrow night? There's a lachas katanis in front of you, and he assumes as a davar pasha that the one who's by mitzvah first is older because that's why he becomes a gadol first. Usually the guy who becomes a gadol first is older, like by a whole month. And the pushback is going to be, uh, fascinating, the pushback is going to be, well, he's older this year. What happens when we come to a year when they're two others against, then they switch? That's not a, a defendable position. They can't switch back and forth. This year, when do you start the year? When they're, This year, you're mechabed me. Next year, I'm mechabed you. Uh, <laughs> it's a fascinating. Shaila, it's not that nagea, because, uh, as I said, the siblings aren't being, really being mechabed each other as much as we'd like anyway, and this doesn't happen that often. Usually when twins are born, it'll be a banish marshus and one will be, but it, it could come out. Twins have a 40-minute gap. is not so, not so ridiculous. Could happen. Yes? The gap this coming year yeah. is basically 13 years ago was a leap year. So, yeah. So if you see me screaming and yelling in the shul, you'll know what happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> so you can have the bar for this year. We'll yes. See the, the if you see, you might witness somebody asking him for a cup of orange juice and say, what's the matter? Don't you know the machleg is achreinim? So we'll, um, usually they have other choice words, but uh, Mitzvah Shem will get to it tomorrow night.